0: I'm not gonna have an intro for this show, so we're just gonna start. It's DJ Culture in here to bring you another episode of The Divide on 90.3 WESS. I'm gonna change things up today and like start with the MLB, and next I'll talk about the NBA, and finally I'll touch on some topics in the NFL. As always, the opinions heard on The Divide are not those of, or are those of myself and not my guests, and my guests and not 90.3 WESS. My guest for today is my friend Jake, and what's going on? Jake, one sec. Jake, you there? I'm here. Or Thanks what's for good? Me on, yeah, no problem. Sorry that we had this little technological error going on here, but it is what it is. I'm going to try and figure it out. So we'll just dive right into some MLB action because it was opening week last week on April 1st. And I'm pretty excited about that baseball is back. I don't know about you, I know you're a fellow Yankees fan, so I got a, a lot of Yankees topics here.
1: Oh yeah, I'm thrilled. Baseball's back. It's been a treat.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I don't know how you felt so far about how the Yankees are doing, but we'll we'll get into that shortly. Because my first topic is that Yankees game against the Blue Jays on opening day that they blew three to two. That was an extra innings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was a that was a sad game. But Garrett Cole he was the bright spot in that game. He he although he did get a no decision for his five and one third innings work, he did have eight strikeouts, and the sixth strikeout of that game was his 100th as a New York Yankee, so that's a good spot for him. He did a lot of two earned runs, but it is what it is, and then, is it Hyunjin Ryu? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right, for the Blue Jays, he had pitched 5.1 innings and he earned. he gave up two earned runs, but he walked one and he struck out five, and Gary Sanchez, he had a great first game of the year. What would you say about that? He had a, he had a home run in that game. The one bright spot yeah, for the Yankees on I mean, offense.
1: Gary was the, the spark in that opening day game. It, it really looked like uh, no one had the bats going except for Gary. Gary looked really good in that opening day game, hitting-wise. So that was really good to see from him. Obviously, lots of Yankee fans are torn. A lot love him. Uh, a lot dislike him. So... That game was a good way to set the pre- precedent for hopefully how this season's going to go for him.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. I'm hoping he can get up, get off to that good start because last last year in the playoffs he just fell off and like just wasn't there at all. Sorry, I'm trying mm-hmm. to fix this one. Thing. Um, so yeah, that, I was happy about that for Gary Sanchez. I was just sad like no one else was came to play that day. I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head how many hits there were for the Yankees in that game, but it just wasn't a great offensive game and then. Of course, that extra inning rule, which I think, I'm not a big fan of it. I know last year, Steve wasn't a fan of it when the Mets lost an extras. Well, now this year, I'm not a fan of it because the Yankees lost the first game. Mm-hmm. To that. It was just I don't know. I'm not, maybe with one out or something, just because two sacrifice flies and you win the game. That I'm a I am
1: completely agree with that. Personally, uh, I don't think anyone should go on base for free and extra innings. Uh, I think that's the thrill of it. Like, I understand for the players' sake, like, those 18-inning games, you're playing, like, two games in one. It can really mess up your entire game plan for the whole week. I understand that, but that's also the beauty of baseball, watching those games, those experiences. They're awesome. So not getting those, uh, it, it kind of stinks, but um, you rarely see a game make it to the 11th inning anymore, which, which I think is kind of sad.
0: So, Yeah, uh, I and, definitely and agree with you, that. you
1: always feel jipped. When you lose an extra inning, because it it just it hurts so much more.
0: Oh yeah, no for for sure it does hurt a lot more because you were that close, but you just couldn't get it done in in the regular nine innings. It's yeah, it is unfortunate. I I do miss those long extra inning games, but I I get the point. They're trying to speed up the games and make it interesting mm-hmm. for everyone. But I don't know, it's interesting to me no matter how long the game is, and if it takes yeah, long, no
1: matter what yeah of exactly.
0: Course. So, all right, and then. The next thing from opening day, I just want to talk the the Phillies won their season opener. I really wasn't thinking they were going to be that great this year, but they're 5-1 right now, so I guess I'll take my what I said back. They are for real, I guess. But Yeah, the
1: Phillies have looked really good so far.
0: Mm, they got they got some old Yankees on their team like DD D. Gregorius. I forget. They have a couple other. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know DD D. is the one that's playing. I'm pretty sure the others are like mm-hmm. bench players like they might call. Yeah, they've got
1: one. a they got a few of our guys on that team. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. And then they won They won that game in the bottom of the 10th on a Gene Segura single, and that was 3-2, so was the same score as the Yankees game. And Aaron Nolan, he pitched 6.2 innings and gave up six hits and walked two batters. He had eight strikeouts, but he allowed two earned runs. I mean, I don't know. I guess the Phillies are definitely for real because, I mean, they only lost one game. It is really early still, so you never know. Yeah. We'll see how long they'll keep it going but do you think it's looking good for them
1: oh yeah it's definitely looking good but just like you said um this isn't like last season it's a full 162 game season so great way to start the year but um there's honestly no way of telling if they're going to sustain this for an entire season that that's what's so great about baseball it's a marathon and not a sprint
0: yeah exactly you just yeah it's and i mean it really matters Who's hot at the end, too? Like you might exactly. be garbage in the beginning, but if you get hot at the end and make it in, you'll be fine. So, All right. And then I guess for the Braves, Max Fried he pitched five innings and he gave up six hits. He walked two batters. He had eight strikeouts. And then he allowed his two earned runs as well. So, All right. The next topic I had from that day is on that opening day, Astros' Carlos Correa. He said he was going to seek a big payday in free agency and he hasn't had any talks with the Astros about a long-term deal. Like they actually told him like they don't believe in long-term deals. So I'm pretty he'll be leaving if he cuz he does want that big payday. I don't know how you feel about it. Do you think Yeah, he's be- I mean
1: I definitely think he's deserving of it. I read something that said they had like very brief talks, but um they were nowhere close on finding a deal that both liked, so they kind of just shut that down and that's when Correa said yeah, I, I think I'm going to look for that big payday in free agency. And I, I think it's very possible he still comes back to the Astros. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think it's interesting. I, I think he's due for some, some big money. He He's clearly a high-impact player.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think it was, someone's going to give him money, if not the Astros. But I'm, I'm kind of surprised because he was a former number one draft pick for them.
1: Yeah, good
0: like, point. Why wouldn't they want to keep that? Like, they're giving up on him, I guess. I don't know. Do you think after the, the whole cheating scandal, they're like, all right, we're just going to get rid of everyone and start over? I
1: I don't think so because they've already kept so many guys around from that squad. So I'd have to say no. Cause like there's still guys like Correa and Alex Bregman and Michael Brantley and Jordan Alvarez who are still out there assuming to be, and even obviously Jose Altuve guys that we assume will be there uh, for the immediate future. But, um, uh, it will be interesting to see if he comes back or
0: not. Oh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that, but uh, okay, so if you say the team's trying to keep their players and whatnot, so um, how about sorry, I'm trying to multitask here a little bit, so do you think the players just went out of that situation?
1: I think some of them do because uh, obviously it was an egregious crime against baseball that they committed, but For a lot of these guys, it has impacted them individually. Like, personally, I want to see how George Springer is going to get treated. He left uh, the Astros to sign with the Blue Jays in free agency. Mm -hmm. I want to see if they'll be able to remove themselves from what happened with the Astros. And maybe they'll get less hate and uh, all that. So I know that some guys will want to not associate themselves with, with that and try to build a reputation away from that whole scandal.
2: Yeah. Personally,
1: I think it's difficult because they were also they had so many polarizing players, guys whose names are pretty easy to remember just because of how good they are, um, and they were so cocky about it. So I I definitely Mm -hmm. don't think it's gonna be something that they can fully escape, even if they want to.
0: Yeah, it's always gonna be there. It's always someone's always gonna bring it up. Every like even like especially everyone that's against. what they did and isn't a fan Mm -hmm. of the Astros. Like, they're always going to bring that up for sure. I definitely Mm -hmm. feel that they will. Um, All right. So then after that, we got some of the first of the 2021 MLB season from that opening day. So the first hit and double, it belonged to Cesar Hernandez of the Cleveland Indians. Obviously, all the earlier games are going to be the first ones. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. so, and then the first, um, what's it called? The first home run and RBI and run scored was Miguel Cabrera for the Tigers. He hit that home run in the snow. That was pretty cool. I thought that was that cool was second. so cool. Yeah, see, I I don't think it ever snowed when I played baseball in Little League. Maybe one time in April, but like it wasn't like. I mean, I guess it is kind of like that, but I don't know.
1: That's what made that home run so cool. It was opening day, the first one of the year. In the plain snow, it was pretty cool to see. You don't you don't get to see those often, so mm-hmm.
0: that was cool to see. Yeah, for sure. And then the first strikeout belongs to our guy Garrett Cole of the Yankees, but yes, sir. unfortunately, yeah. I'm I don't know. Do you think he's got AL Cy Young this year? He looked good so far in his first two starts.
1: I think it's got to be him or Shane Bieber. Um, I think Garrett Cole's got to be the front runner, considering he's. He's on a better team. He'll get that run support, prop, mm. assumingly, even though it hasn't been the case so far. Well, the, the um,
0: second game he got he, run support. The first did. game he uh, did. Yeah, yeah, he definitely <laughs>
1: did that second one. But um, I, I think while wins aren't like as important, I do think if you have a lot more wins, if you have a 20-win season, that's going to stand out. You're going to get extra credit for that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And then... So the first walk and stolen base was Robbie Grossman. He was on the Tigers. A lot of Tigers on this list. That's because they were the first game, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So then the first triple was from Max Kepler of the Twins. I didn't get to see that play. I don't know if you did. I I actually did not. But I do have him
1: on my fantasy team, so I appreciated that.
0: Oh, yeah, (laughs) for sure. I (laughs) I should get into some fantasy baseball, but that's a little different. Same with fancy <laughs> basketball, and so then the first hit by pitch, you don't want to be this person, JT Real Muto from the Phillies, huh? I don't know. Do you think people were kind? They're kind out to get him, or it was just by chance that happened?
1: I would say by chance, but yeah. obviously you never know. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. I I would hope no one's out to get him. So then the first team win was for the Tigers. They beat the the Cleveland. Are are they still go? They are still going by the Indians this year, right? And the next they year they, They're dropping the name. Okay. All right. So I guess it's still correct to call them that. But I guess, I don't know. Cleveland baseball team, I guess. I don't know. And then the pitcher win was Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. And then the save was from that same game. Gregory Soto got the save for the Tigers. And then the first extra inning game was the Blue Jays at Yankees, which the Blue Jays won. But the first walk-off victory of the year was the the Brewers over the Twins. That was six to five and that was that game ended in ten innings. I didn't watch that one, but that's that's pretty exciting. Walk off wins are always good. That must be a great way to start the season. How do that, you f-
1: that is the perfect way to start a season.
0: <laughs> I mean I, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I guess it would be, but that means your starting pitcher maybe didn't do as well, or maybe just the bats were slow the whole time. I think
1: it's great for momentum. Obviously, I think you'd rather have like a 15 to nothing blowout, but it's such a momentous moment when uh when you when you can win on a walk-off as your first game of the year.
0: Oh, yeah, no. No doubt about that. So, the next topic is that Francisco Lindor and his uh his huge contract. I'm pretty sure that was the biggest contract ever handed out to a shortstop, but it's the third largest deal in MLB history. So, all right, that's nice. So $341 million. That's a whole lot of money. And he's there through 2030-something. I don't know why this doesn't say it around right here. Do you know off the top of your head what year? I think it's 2032.
1: I think it's either 2031 or
0: 2032. Okay. All right, yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, I won't bother. All right, so uh, or it'll probably tell me. Oh, yeah, 10-year contract, $341, $341 million, so that's 31. I guess the end of the 31 season. Mm-hmm. And that's the yep, largest ever for a shortstop. This is coming from ESPN.com. And so he's definitely the face of the franchise now. If you're getting that type of money, you should be the face of the franchise. I don't Absolutely. know.
1: Absolutely. Especially with that uh that nice bright white smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. He's so, gonna be the face of that team. <laughs> mm,
0: so would you say since he's getting making over three he million, Yankee's got two players making over three hundred million. So who but would you say Either one of them are the face of the franchise? When you think of the Yankees, um, Garrett Cole, or Carlos Stanton, I don't think Stanton is.
1: I don't think Stanton is. Uh, in fact, I don't think either of them are. I, I think it's obviously still Aaron Judge, and he mm-hmm. could, if he stays a little healthy maybe, he could join them in the $300 million club.
0: Yeah, but he's, so, he's, uh, he's having a lot of issues, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, a lot of issues. So okay. we'll, we'll see there.
0: Yeah, definitely a test year for him. He's got to stay for How many games do you think he can miss for him to still get a decent contract?
1: I would say it, it would be nice to see him play at least 120 of the games. Show me that you can play 75% of a season, 80% of a season. Okay. Um, he just really hasn't shown that lately. So mm-hmm. it would really be nice in a full season to see him play definitely most
0: of it. Yeah, and he's definitely got to be he's definitely got to be there in the postseason. You can't just you can't exactly. you can't just miss that if they get there, which they should get there, not if they should. And then so some stats on Lin, Francisco Lindor. So he's posted the third most. This is the, the F WAR. I'm pretty sure that means it's by like a certain group because it's got the F in front of it. He's 29.2, and that's among active players the third most. The only two in front of him is Mike Trout with 46.4 and Mookie Betts with 38.4. So he's not quite as close to those players, but he's up there being the third best, the third most. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, so I don't know. And they said they had like a dinner over this, and that's where they got to. And I guess that's the customary thing for these deals to do. I don't know why the article goes on and talks about this. But, yeah, I don't know. He should be the face of their franchise. He's a good player for sure. Mm-hmm. That's my I opinion. Agree. So then on 4-2, it was uh, the White Sox and the Angels. The only thing I want to mention from this was that this was another first of the MLB season. Jose Abreu, he hit, a, hit the first Grand Slam of the 2021 season, and that was in the top of the third inning. And then also the White Sox, Yerman Mercedes, he has an historic 5-for-5 five five night in his first start. Pretty sure it was like four singles and a double. So, I mean, still, five for five. That's good. I don't know how you feel about all four singles and one double. Do you think you should have had, them like, a couple of doubles, or will you take the four singles?
1: Hey, if you can get a hit five out of five times, I don't care if it's five infield singles. single. I will take that every time.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Nah, that's true. Get the base runners. Get some stuff. So, All right, so you brought up before. You said that you didn't think the wins are the important stat for a a pitcher anymore I I tend to agree with that I mean obviously it's nice if you got 20 plus wins on your resume for the year but yeah I guess they're realizing that they don't really need to go as many innings because a lot of teams have that depth in bullpen I mean at least the Yankees seem to except when it gets to extra innings
1: mm-hmm.
0: but so I don't know yeah I guess uh, I
1: mean I would say uh, I mean with that I think uh, wins are hard to calculate because, for the most part, such as the dependent stat, because mm-hmm. um, there's guys that, obviously, if you're a starting pitcher, to qualify for a win, you need to pitch five innings or more. There's yeah. guys who can go out, pitch five innings, give up five runs, and, and somehow still walk away with a win. But then there's guys who can pitch eight innings, give up one run, and they get marked with a loss. So it, I don't think it exactly correctly – Displays or represents how good a pitcher is. I think that's where uh, the advanced stats, especially in baseball, are are very very helpful. That that's how you can learn really how good a pitcher is and all that.
0: Uh, yeah, that yeah, the advanced like the the strikeouts, the swings and misses, the earned run all average, that. like all that's yeah, that's definitely more important. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So then, all right, let's let's get some positive Yankees news in here. So the first win of the season was on Saturday, April 3rd. They beat the Blue Jays 5-3, to and that, yeah, that was their first win of the season. And they start off in the bottom of the second with DJ LeMayu. He had an RBI infield single, so that put him up 1-0. But then in the top of the third, the Blue Jays were able to score a run on a throwing error by Gary Sanchez, so that tied the game at 1-1. I, was, he underthrew that, right? It wasn't an overthrow. Yeah, bounced it and it took a bad bounce. Bad bounce. Yep, and yeah, it's a shame. But he did have a good that first game of the year. He did have a good one. He had that home two run home run, and he threw someone out trying to steal. So Mm -hmm. that was great. Yeah, so we'll give him we'll give him a pass so far. I'm Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) so far. I I don't know. If he goes back to how he was at the end of last year, I'm gonna scream. So.
1: I think everyone will. Yeah, Yankee fan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. So then, but then the bottom of the fourth, Gary Sanchez again. He hit a solo home run, so that gave the Yankees the two-one lead. And then later in that inning, Aaron Hicks hit an RBI infield single. A couple infield singles so far for the Yankees. That small ball. I thought in the first game they were going to use some small ball. When I think Sanchez got on base and they put in a pinch runner and Talkman stole second. And then he got the third with zero outs, and they couldn't bring him in. In the bottom of the ninth, that was in the first game. I don't know if you remember that part.
1: I do, yeah. Uh, all, all that. Very, very disappointing.
0: I've DJ LeMay, you just had to put a bunt down, I felt, because the third baseman was I playing agree. back. But they didn't want to do that. I, I guess because of how well he was, he's been hitting the past two years, they wanted him to swing away.
1: Especially but. with uh, runners in scoring positions. I mean, DJ's been... Pretty much a top-five hitter when there's uh, runners in scoring position. So I think we have a lot of faith in him. But mm-hmm. in hindsight, man, you could have just dropped down a bunt and we could have we could have made it happen from
0: there. Yeah, it would look a lot different than they do right now. But it, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Uh, they're not going to be perfect for sure. But mm-hmm. you, Hopefully they'll start getting these mistakes out of the way. So then back to the game we were talking about in the first Yankees. Game. So it was 3-1 Yankees, then... In the top of the fifth, Marcus Semyon, he had a solo home run. That was for the Blue Jays, so 3-2 Yankees now. And the bottom of the sixth, Jay Bruce, he had a 2-RBI single. That was huge. I don't, that wasn't his first hit as a Yankee, I don't think, but that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty big because mm-hmm. we need him to do that. Now that Luke Voigt's out for, I forget how long his timetable is for return, but he's not going to be I mean, around so- for a while. Yeah, I
1: think he's coming. He's scheduled back for uh, early May, barring any setbacks. So that would be really nice.
0: Yeah, that would be in a couple of weeks there. So that that'd be pretty good. So then, um, and then the top of the sum Marcus Semen. He's been doing a lot. Of, i mean He's in a lot of my notes here. He had an RBI ground out to shortstop. I mean, an RBI ground out isn't great, but he's putting up the runs for the Blue Jays so far. And yeah, I
1: mean, we would have liked to. Um, DJ to maybe hit a ground ball to knock in Talkman from third. So,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, in the in the first game, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he
0: couldn't even do that. So this game was Corey Kluber. He was pitching, so he's had injury history in the past. He went four innings. He gave up five hits, two runs, only one earned run, but three walks. He had five strikeouts on seventy-four pitches. So, how many pitches do you think Kluber is going to be at middle of the season? Where do you want to see him at? Upper nineties?
1: I mean, personally, um, Kluber's health has been a problem for the last two seasons. He has been plagued by injuries. Um, So I think it would be nice to see him have a few games, get into the 90s, maybe even hit triple digits a couple of times. But personally, I don't know if we want to get too ahead of ourselves here.
0: Yeah, we want to. We want to keep him uh, on the field at least <laughs>
1: exactly. I would like him around eighty five pitches by the end of the year i don't really care if he can only go five. I think our bullpen is good enough to pick up his black and ending pitch, so I would just want consistency. Give me five six innings of yeah, you know two two earned runs or less, and I will absolutely settle for that
0: yeah no, no doubt about it, so then the next thing we had is that. The Los Angeles Angels reliever, Ty Buttery, he's, he says he's going to be leaving baseball at age 28. He says he just doesn't have it, like, in him, or I guess he's not having as much fun anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, did did you uh, happen to read, like, his whole Instagram post about it?
0: Um, I have part of it here. I did not read the whole thing. Why? Which part did you want to? Um,
1: because I- I'm not, like, very familiar with uh, him as the player, but uh, I thought he made a lot of good points. Like, he talked about in it how um he had always played baseball mm-hmm. uh, like it started as a passion but then it became like people were telling him he couldn't do it so he he worked extra hard to prove everyone yeah you know i i can do it He's like you're wrong and then he did it and he said people everyone has different aspirations when they when they make it some guys they want to be hall of famers some guys want to win a world series some guys want to make an all-star game for him making it was his big achievement? He he proved everyone wrong. He did make it. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was interesting because he had done this. His, he said he did it his whole career, basically, just to prove people wrong. He he didn't even love the game at that point. And then he said, you know, like, I'm gonna go do something I like now. Like I, I did do my job. I, I showed mm-hmm. everyone. So I, I think it was really interesting. I I, I liked how personal he got.
0: Yeah, uh, I it. I respect really him for his up. decision. I, I do resent- too. Yeah, uh, like-
1: you, you obviously don't see a lot of guys come out like that. So mm-hmm. I think when guys do do that, uh, they they deserve a round of applause.
0: Yeah, no, for for sure, for sure. So then in the next Yankee game here, so after this uh, Blue Jays series, we'll talk about this, the Orioles series. Or wait, no, no, no. This is the last Blue Jays game, my mistake. So this was – they lost 3-1 to in that game, but – Michael King, he looked he looked like an ace pitching those six scoreless innings, three strikeouts. He only gave up one hit and one walk, and he, he only threw sixty eight pitches. And he went six innings, but I'm yeah, pretty that, sure they already reassigned him to because of the trade with uh, Odor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They already, signed, but I don't know. Oh, go ahead. I,
1: I I think um I think he's a guy that um. Assuming that the Yankees make the playoffs this year, I, I think he's going to be on that uh, that playoff roster. Okay. Uh, man, if there were no numbers and no faces, man, you could have you could have told me that was Garrett Cole out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was definitely surprised, and I was the the downside to this game was Domingo Herman. Like he was the problem. He gave up those two home runs, and I'm pretty sure it was the top of the second inning. Yep, top of the, to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He had a solo home run and Randall Grychuk. and I don't know if I'm saying that right. He had a two run home run as well in that there. but again for the Yankees it was their bats didn't come alive and the the only run they got was in the bottom of the fifth on a Brett Grounder RBI ground out to second. I'm pretty sure that was after Frazier scored, but he hit a he had like a leadoff double where he hustled, so he had some hustle yeah. to him. I'm gl- I'm glad I'm seeing that out of Fraser the efforts there, that he earned his spot I and mean, he's definitely making the most of it. It seems like,
1: yeah. Um, so it, it really just seemed like that game. Like Herman couldn't find the zone. Um, personally, uh, I'm very high on him. I know a lot of Yankees uh, d- don't really like him as much as I do. I, oh. I think he. There was he's
0: that really one talented. year before he uh yeah. that one year before he got injured and then the suspension right. He yeah. he looked like an uh, ace that year.
1: I love his curveball. I love his stuff, but um, he, he just could not find the zone. And uh, three one three runs was enough to you know keep us from getting a win.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just sad the bats wouldn't come alive at all. The
1: bats are scaring me this year. I mean, we are just not hitting like we should. In all honesty.
0: Yeah, and I always I always thought with the Yankees, it's always going to be the pitching, but the pitching's looked all right.
1: So, Which is crazy. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's really sad. But, all right, so, I got this next one's kind of poking fun at the Red Sox a bit. So, this is the first time since 1948 that the Red Sox have started the season 0-3 at Fenway Park.
1: Very interesting. And just to add, like, some of my own little commentary on this, mm-hmm. I alluded earlier to the fact that I do play some fantasy baseball. So, yeah. Uh, the Red Sox, before they started 0-3, they were 0-2, and I saw this stat that says exactly what you said. Um, if the Red Sox lose tomorrow, it'll be the first time that they that they start their season 0-3 at Fenway Park since 1948. So I was like, oh, the Red Sox are playing the, the Orioles, which are a bad team. I was yeah. like, I'm going to go pick up the Red Sox starting pitchers. They're obviously not going to lose that game. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, did I regret that. He lost me, like, nine points. Garrett Richards. Shout out to Garrett Richards. He completely <laughs> ruined my fantasy week.
0: Oh, jeez. That is that is <laughs> that is unfortunate. But, yeah, I was kind of scared then because the Yankees played the Orioles next. And I was like, oh. But then I remember, yeah. like, wait, the Red Sox aren't that – they aren't as complete of a franchise right now at this point. So I'm like,
1: No, not at all.
0: But the Orioles are – they're doing they're showing something. They're showing a little fight. I'm pretty sure they got They've
1: got a nice young team. They I think they're better than people give them credit for. I mean, they obviously will not make the playoffs, and that's okay, but mm-hmm. I think they have a nice a lot of nice young
0: players. Well, I guess I should not I'm looking at the standings right now, and both the Orioles and the Red Sox are tied for first place at 4 and 3. I mean, I don't think that's going to last, but uh, it's yeah, like, huh. I'm
1: sure it won't, but yeah. <laughs> you got to give them credit while they're up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. So then, all right, so then the on Sunday, April 4th, the Angels pitcher Shohei Otane, he had quite the game because he had, this was in their 7-4 victory over the White Sox. He had the, the hardest hit home run of the season so far with an exit velocity of 115.2 miles per hour, and he threw the fastest pitch at 100.6 miles per hour. You know, I don't see a lot of good pitchers that are hitters still. I mean, that's that's a dying yeah. breed right there, so that's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this dude is so special. If he can stay healthy the entire season, I don't know how you could possibly not give him the MVP. Mm-hmm. He is like the definition of a two-way player. People usually say that in basketball, meaning he's got a good offensive game and he can also play great defense. Yeah, Shohei Otani is a two-way baseball player, which is
0: absurd. Yeah, no, I, I do. They use him as an everyday player. Like, do they put him in a DH? I would. That's what I would be doing other days. They
1: do. This is last year. They didn't, but this year they started doing it. And
0: uh, okay, good. They finally I, good. It, yeah. <laughs> Because I was going to say, if he's only hitting on the daisy pitches, that kind of stinks because I want to see I this agree. guy.
1: Did you happen to see the home run that he hit?
0: No. Did it go to – was it right center field?
1: Yeah, it was right center. But the sound of the bat. Um, oh, I yeah. The, the, game,
0: yeah, I heard yeah. the sound. I don't think I it watched on it. but
1: ESPN. So they had, like, mics in, like, different places than, like, a normal game. Mm-hmm. And the, the the crack of the bat was so – Wrist. It mm-hmm. sounded
0: beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and that do you think that would have been something we would have heard last season when they didn't have fans more? Like I, I, yeah, I'm sure there were some, like when there were no fans and you could really hear the sounds of the game. Like you think oh, yeah. that would have been there more, but hey, I have more mics if that's all they need, that's good. We'll take it. So then, on Monday the April 5th, this was when the Garrett Cole's second star of the season against the Orioles, where the Yankees, they won that game or wait, was this Garrett Cole's start? No, this was Jordan Montgomery's start. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monday was Jordan Montgomery, so that was 7-0 Yankees. But Aaron Judge, he hit his first home run of the year in the bottom of the fourth, and it was just a solo shot. I'm pretty sure that one was the one that was like, eh, I don't know if that's going to get out of here. That was like a cheap shot, right? Was uh-huh. port, that was the one that like just got over the porch and right? I mean, we'll take him, yeah, right? Yeah, barely. We'll, we'll take him, even, but... I don't know. Sometimes that porch is a blessing, but other times it is just terrible to the Yankees.
1: Couldn't agree more.
0: <laughs> so I'm I'm conflicted on how I feel with it. So then in the bottom of the fifth, Aaron Hicksy walked with two outs and the bases loaded to make the game 2-0, like two to nothing Yankees. And the very next at bat, Giancarlo Carlos Stan had his first hit of the season. Took him a while, but he had a grand slam and that made it six to nothing Yankees. And then they they weren't done there in the with uh with the bases loaded in I forget what inning this was in the bottom of the sixth DJ Lemayo hit an RBI single then it was 7-0 Yankees but I'm pretty sure there was zero outs at time that time and then Judge struck out looking and Hicks fouled out oh I guess there was one out so. The, The Yankees haven't been performing when they've had these bases loaded opportunities. I don't know how you feel about that watching them.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are simply just not getting it done with bases loaded. Outside of that Stanton Grand Slam, Mm -hmm. we are just leaving so many runners on the bases. Like, I'm a firm believer in if there's one out or no outs and the bases loaded, bare minimum, there's no way you cannot walk out of that without one run. Like, all I'm asking for is a fly ball to the outfield, Mm -hmm. just something, something that you can get a sack fly on. So I think the fact that we are just not getting any runs out of getting guys on base with the bases loaded, um, it's a little concerning.
0: Oh yeah, no, it is very concerning for me. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very scared about how they'll be doing down the line, especially like the, that's definitely got away. I know they've been striking out a lot too in the first couple mm-hmm. of games. They've been so that's a, also a concern. If they're striking out like thirteen times a game, you don't want that. So all right, we're just gonna jump around a little bit because we've been talking about some baseball for a while. We'll go to basketball. So, but uh, I guess we'll talk about that deal to acquire. R- Rognet Odor, is that is that how you say his first name? Odor is his last name I know from the Rangers. How do you feel about that? He's definitely gonna be like a he's gonna come off the bench. Yeah, know. I mean it's left handed um, back. Yeah,
1: I think it was confusing. Um there was a lot of confusing parts to it. I don't know how much you saw about it, but um Odor was making a lot of money on the Rangers and mm-hmm. somehow we got him
0: for like nothing.
1: But the, yeah, the Rangers committed to pay like all of his contracts, so we basically got him for free,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: um, I will take. Um,
2: yeah. Rudin Odor, the
1: player, um, I don't think he's very good. Um, I don't think he's really going to play much um, yeah. with us. But um, again, we're, we're the New York Yankees. If there's one thing that we do well, it is getting injured consistently. Yeah. So, so I will take <laughs> a, a backup to get because he will surely find play time. When people
0: get hurt, would you say his most known uh, thing is that punch to Jose Bautista?
1: It has to be. I mean, come on, it's like one of the most iconic plays of the last decade.
0: <laughs> yeah, do, do you think that's going to be his like his moment in the MLB that he's going to be remembered for? I would ho- Look, I I would not want it to be that, but it's probably <laughs> going to be. <laughs> Unless
1: it's going to be like a walk-off in the World Series, I don't know how you outgrow that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. His average isn't great either. His career average is 237, 146 he, homers. So.
1: He is a lefty and a power-hitting lefty. So if he yeah, does that get porch. play time, mm-hmm. watch that short porch right. He could be sending a few balls out there.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Last year, he didn't do as well. He hit 167 10 home runs 30 r and bis that was in the pandemic shortened 2020 season. So mm-hmm. hopefully you can turn that around because that's not that's not looking good mm-hmm. for him. So then another trade I want to just mention is that the Atlanta Braves acquired Orlando Arcia in the trade with the Milwaukee Brewers. He's a shortstop. He's a he's you know, called a versatile infielder. So I guess he can play multiple positions. But the mm-hmm. The Brewers got Chad Sobotka and Patrick Weigel in the deal from the Braves. Those are, uh, yeah, I guess they're both right-handed pitchers. So they got two pitchers for an infielder. I guess they're more prospects, though. Yeah,
1: so those two guys are prospects. And I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, So some of these deals are going down pretty early in the year. Um, The guys who are getting the guys, uh, they're guys that really people look at as contenders. So I think it's interesting. That um, you know, the contenders are really trying to beef up their lineup early.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. That that that's that's true. That that might be the move though, and they might want to make the moves earlier because uh, they have to pass all those like COVID protocols and like like the tests and whatnot to be traded, right? Correct. They got to yep, do that. Exactly. So I guess it makes sense to get them done now, and then like you, they're with your team, and you can kind of monitor them a little more, if you will like make sure they're not like doing stuff and like getting in trouble when they're on another team like all hands are off there. So then I just want to talk about the George Springer on Wednesday, April 7th. I saw he's like now dealing with a quad issue that's going to potentially keep him out longer. He was just hitting like batting practice and when he was running the bases, he felt like it like tensed up in mm-hmm. his quads. So that's kind of sad that he's going to be out for a while now. Um I'm not sure he's going to they're waiting their results from the MRI. I'm sure those came back by now, but I didn't get an update on that. So then the other thing I want to talk to and this is only because he's a former Yankee is that uh James Paxton, he's heads to the I'm pretty sure it's a 10-day IL with the Mariners. I'm kind of I'm kind of a little happy he's gone from the Yankees cuz that's one injury issue we don't got to deal with in James yeah. Paxton.
1: Yeah. I was definitely happy to see him go um it was good to see him sign back with the mariners i think the team that he came up with but the um he got recommended potentially to get Tommy john surgery so that ten day il thing could could turn into
0: yeah a
1: season ender so we'll have to keep our eyes on that
0: oh for sure so now i'm even more happy the yankees didn't sign him again
1: yeah
2: Glad
0: I, to have avoided that. Yeah, so then the last MLB topic I got want to talk about is this uh that crazy walk-off win for the Mets yesterday. Did you see that against the Marlins? I did, I did. I was like, what? Like he I mean, clearly the guy Confronto, he just leaned into the pitch. Or er, like, yeah. he like clearly he didn't try and get out of the way at all and according to rule five point zero five B two. If the ball is in the strike zone when it touches the batter, um, or wait, wait, the batter is entitled first base when he is hit by a pitch unless the ball is in the strike zone when it touches the batter, which it was, and the batter makes no attempts to avoid being touched by the ball. I don't think he had tried to avoid that at all in my opinion. Exactly. Like, so I don't know why he wasn't called out. And the umpire even initially started to like ring him up for like that he was struck out. So, mm-hmm. And then he changed it like mid-call. I guess it's just some spur-of-the-moment thing. Obviously, the Mariners' manager, Don Mattingly, was not happy at all about it. I'm sure all Mets fans out there will take the win, but yeah. I, I don't know so, if that's how you want to get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I would take the win if I was in that situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. All right. Would you ever tell the guy, hey, just, just let it hit you?
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you watch it back, it was pretty clear. Like he was leaning into the pitch, which according to the rules, if you are leaning into a pitch, Mm -hmm. it's an automatic out. And I don't really, I know Michael Conforto's gotten like a lot of negative press after that. um, But personally, I I don't think he should be the one getting um, the negative press. I think that's completely on the umpires. Players are going to do whatever they can to win a game. Um, I was watching that game live. I could hear it. I could hear him getting hit by the pitch before it hitting the glove. So oh, I don't geez. understand how no umpires there couldn't hear that too. Thought yeah. that was kind of embarrassing for the league in all honesty.
0: Yeah, it 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 is sad and hopefully that hopefully people will try and do that in the future, but it it very yeah. well could happen. So mm-hmm. all right. We're gonna take a quick break and I'll be back. We'll we'll both be back. You're gonna stay for basketball, right? I'll be here. Word. All right. We'll we'll be right back after this break, and we'll be back with basketball. All right, we are back here on the divide and we are going to talk some NBA basketball. And we'll start out with. Oops, why isn't this. Okay, we're going to start out with this post I saw on Instagram. I kind of thought it was funny, but I don't think it's. I don't know. You might have a different opinion than me when you hear it. You, you can see it on the article. So I saw this post that compares. Uh, Kemba Walker from the Celtics to McDonald's. I'm pretty sure it was a McChicken and a medium Coke. It says for the price of those two items from McDonald's, if the Celtics picked those two things up, it would add zero wins, projected wins to their franchise total. And then it shows you Kemba Walker's $36.4 million contract over four years. And if when the Celtics added him to their team, it didn't change their projected wins at all. So... I don't know i it's a it's definitely a weird stat, but it's kind of funny to see wow this guy doesn't do anything I mean that's yeah, not the I mean, that's not the truth he does a lot for the team but he doesn't change the wind toll that's kind of sad
1: yeah I mean I think that's an interesting analogy personally um
0: uh, I was I'm just scrolling through Instagram in and saw that I was like ooh okay that's kinda... yeah, that's funny <laughs> yeah I, I, was I, like...
1: personally, I definitely agree with it um i think on uh on the hornets I think Kemba Walker was definitely a beneficiary of literally always being on one of the worst teams in the league, so therefore he was able to showcase his talent. and Yeah, you know, he, put up the he
0: didn't have to give up the ball.
1: Exactly. Not at all. So then he goes to the Celtics, and um, I, personally, I didn't expect him to be uh, amazing there. I know a lot of people did, but um, obviously Kemba Walker, good at NBA player. I, I don't think he's really as good as other people say, but obviously you, you can tell he, i mean they came in he came in there and they got worse as a team
0: yeah and then that shows they should have committed to gordon hayward who left and he's having quite the season with the hornets right now
1: and hey if you look at it it's really interesting that everyone who leaves the celtics immediately gets their career revitalized well, you can
0: oh, look at. you can't say Al Horford leaving the Celtics was good because he didn't. He was terrible on the Sixers, but yeah, well, other people for sure.
1: I would agree, but Al Horford, in his time that he played this year on the Thunder, was actually playing really well. So, if you want to throw in an Al Horford as a maybe, because he got like shunned from Boston, they were sick of him, they dumped him, they said we can't do this. So then you look at guys like a Gordon Hayward getting better when they leave a Terry Rozier getting mm-hmm. better when they leave they just have a lot of guys that seem to improve once they're gone and when they get there they do worse. even like a Kyrie Irving like look at Kyrie now like we saw that in Boston but now he's like he's, he looks amazing like I don't know I think there's something shady going on in Boston that we might not know
0: about. Yeah, they seem to be falling apart. We'll get to that when we get to the standings and whatnot. But so, mm-hmm. all right. So then, Andre Drummond he's now with the Lakers, and I mean, I know the Lakers aren't playing as great right now. They're like the fifth seed, I want to say something like that. But uh, I, I don't think they're really concerned about what seed they get. I think they're just they're more focused on getting to the playoffs. And once they get there, they'll they'll get it together. But I I think um, this move makes him very scary.
1: I agree. Um, I I don't particularly think that. um, I don't think Andre Drummond's a really good basketball player. Um, He can rebound. I think he's just a stack getter. Personally, I don't even think he's an amazing rebounder. I think it's just um,
2: just because he's the big man. Absolutely
1: no other skill set on the basketball court, so he just sits in the paint all day because that's really all he can do. So. Yes, he's going to get all those rebounds because that's literally the only place he is. He only sits under the hoop. But I do think the Lakers were the only team that I could say were a perfect fit for him. So when LeBron and Anthony Davis come back, I think Andre Drummond is really going to play a key role for them.
0: Yeah, when are LeBron and Anthony Davis supposed to be coming back? That's a couple weeks. Well,
1: LeBron should be a couple of weeks, but Anthony Davis has this tendonitis which is really, oh. really concerning. So I think he's going to be out maybe all the way up until the playoffs.
0: That would be my guess. Okay. Yeah, so definitely if I'm on the Lakers, I'm just worried about getting there and getting everyone healthy. Absolutely. For sure. So then the next thing, we, the Sixers, I'm pretty sure they still don't have – they're like a half game behind the Nets. But they lost their first-place lead in the Eastern Conference, sadly. Mm-hmm. some point They're back point five games, but – it is what it is, and I kind of was worried that they were gonna lose it to the Nets because the Nets have like a complete All Star team. Yeah, you know, it's, but they have injury problems too.
1: They do. They have a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think this year in the East, um, I think it's really important just to make sure that you are one of those top two seeds because with the play in this year, um, especially in the East, um, I think that the top two seeds are going to embarrass wh- whoever, whoever they we're... play in the first round this year. So, yeah. even the two seeds, I think that's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, this, yeah. as long as they're up there. But I think the Bucks are also kind of sort of making their moves and whatnot. So, you said, like, so you brought up something about, you were, were talking about wins and whatnot, and I want to mention that. So, like, with the Sixers, like, they've been missing Joel and Bede. Like in the games without him, I think they went seven and three. So I'm really happy with the effort they put it up without Joel Embiid, and it shows that they really do want to be a championship-contending team. If you can go seven and three without your MVP, you could say.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Especially if you look at the last two seasons, how the Sixers have performed without Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it, it, it's been horrible. So
0: yeah, but the now they're you doing have something.
1: Exactly. Now, you can have a 10-game stretch where you're not just winning games. You actually look good. Um, I think that's great. That that shows that championship DNA.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I'm starting to grow a little more fond of Ben Simmons because, I mean, he does have the defense. I'm, I'm not – I've said multiple times am not a fan that he can't expand his, like, range. But it, it is what it is. It, and, I mean, if B is going to keep making those shots outside, I guess it's all right but uh-huh. I'd rather him be more on the inside. It still kind of bugs me. I would me. too.
1: But, he's so dominant down low. I would like to see him post up a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm all right when he's making the threes, but there's, there's stretches where he shoots threes and he's missing all of them. So mm-hmm. um, I agree. Mm-hmm. So then, speaking of, we spoke of Gordon Hayward earlier, so he's going to... This was on Saturday, April third. He's going to miss at least four weeks with a sprained foot. That's according to ESPN. This is sprained right foot, and he's he signed a four-year, one hundred twenty million dollar contract that was this pass free agency to be to go from Boston to the Hornets. And yeah, so this injury happened during their one hundred fourteen to ninety-seven win against the Pacers, and he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. So hopefully, he'll heal up in those. And get right yeah, back to it.
1: Unfortunately, the the Hornets have recently caught the injury bug between yep. uh, Lamelo Warren Ball. And Lamelo Ball. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can get healthy for the playoffs. Cause I don't know how much you have watched of them this year. You can say that that's a really good team, a good team. But man, they are fun, and that is not an opinion.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely fun to watch them, <laughs> and their announcers are good too. They bring some. I get,
1: love how they scream. Yeah, like, when the, Terry time.
0: or whatever. Terry! Yeah, nah, that's so good, but so so far with the with the Hornets, Hayward's averaging 19.6 points per game, 5.9 rebounds, and 4.1 assists per game. He's also shooting 41.5 percent from three point range, which is that's pretty decent. I mean, it's usually like in yeah. the thirties, so that's that's decent. Yeah, and as you already you you said you can, did you say you could? We could agree that they're not. They're not great, but they're fun to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'd say that. But they're, they are fourth in the Eastern Conference, but I'm pretty sure they're, like, at 500 or, like, right I below gonna 500. I was
1: I think part of that is just, just the East yeah. really not being good. Oh, right so, now they're
0: they're actually two games over 500. So I guess at the time of this article they were 500. But I yeah. remember
1: once upon a time the Heat finished with a winning record and we missed the playoffs. So the fact that the Hornets mm-hmm. are – only two games above 500 and right now and are in our fourth to host the playoff yeah <laughs> third <That is absurd. laughs>
0: yeah that is that is very oh that is yeah but we'll, we'll get into that when we go to the standings a little bit more so then the next thing I wanted to talk about is that the the LA Clippers they signed Rajon Rondo and he made his debut that was Sunday against the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers won that game and this was, ai am pretty sure that they said it was a rajan Rondo-esque game, because he had two points on one of three shooting, but he had two steals, three assists, one rebound, but he turned the ball over four times. Those four turnovers definitely take away from what he did, but at least he was getting involved in a couple areas. But yeah, he's I definitely agree. not going to be the one leading the way, leading the charge, I guess.
1: And like, To casual NBA fans, like, you might, like, think Rajon Rondo is, like, kind of, like, washed. Like, just not, like, even, like, an asset, really. But the real ones know playoff Rajon Rondo is different. That's when he actually, like, tries. I I even watched an interview.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, He said, like, after, like, his, like, first few years, he was like, I I save it for the playoffs. Like, I know I'm going to be there. Like, I want to dominate the playoffs.
0: So I think we'll see how important he is in
1: once
0: the playoffs. The playoffs roll around. Yeah. I make mean, I, I agree with that as well. For sure. So then the, the next one I got, Isaiah Thomas. He's back finally. He's gonna be with the New Orleans Pelicans and he's gonna wear number twenty four and he says it's a nod to the late Kobe Bryant. I'm I'm okay. kinda happy to see Isaiah Thomas back in the lead. I felt I felt so bad for him after that year he had in Boston, like he was killing it. And then his sister died, and he was still killing it, and they didn't want to sign him again.
1: And then they traded him away for nothing. And all he did was say, I love this city. I want to be here forever. I give everything I can for this city. And they were like, look, we love that, but, um, yeah, we're going to send you to Cleveland. Hope you like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that just shows that the business aspect of it's more important, Mm -hmm. sadly. I wonder... Do you think that'll ever change in our lifetime? Do you think it'll ever be more about the loyalty, or do you think it's going to... I mean, it's obviously gone away from it. Do you think nah. it'll ever get back? It's always going to be about the money now?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, it's obviously a, a business, and I think the players are pretty aware of that, too, even though they don't like it. But the mm-hmm. organizations will pretty much always do within their own best interest, and really never the
0: players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. So... I guess last season, the two, no, not last, yeah, 2019-20 season, the he, Thomas, he averaged 12.2 points, 3.7 assists in his 40 games. That was with the Washington Wizards, I believe he was on last year for part of while he was there until he got cut. But yeah, so he's a two-time All-Star, and he was a second-team All-NBA selection in 2017 when he averaged 28.9 points per game for the Celtics and that was that helped lead them to that top seed in the Eastern Conference and the hip injury he suffered that season slowed him down. He just wasn't the Take same time. after that hip injury. And it's kind of sad. So then we got a uh, Okay, here we go. So we'll talk about they Oh uh, so yeah, Saturday the 3rd, that was another big day cuz that was when Joel and B returned for the Sixers when they played the the Tim- Minnesota the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they won that game 122 to 113, and I have this note here. It was a crazy like end for the third quarter, right? So they they were gonna lob it in from half court to like for an alley oop, but they missed. Uh-huh. And it hits like off the backboard and the rim, and then just quickly gets um Timberwolves player gets the rebound and puts it right back up because there's only 0.3 seconds left, and they made the basket. Like it just happened so fast. Like I was That's watching crazy. it. Like, if you blinked, you missed it. I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like, I honestly, I feel like if you lob it up and it hits the if it hits the rim without an inbound, like a player touching it on the inbound, it should just be a turnover. That's my I opinion.
1: agree. I'm actually surprised that's not a rule because it sounds like it makes complete sense.
0: Yeah, like if it touches the rim without hitting another player first, yeah. That, that makes it's, sense to me, but I don't know. You
1: can't throw a ball in and have it count for a shot, so... Why should you be able to play it off the rim of the backboard?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. So the but yeah, the Timberwolves they they tried to make a comeback in this game. Like they got they got within I want to say like five six points, but then the Sixers just like were like, now nah, we're good. We're gonna wrap hey. this up."
1: I know you saw Carl Anthony Towns throw down all over Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah, 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 they do got they do got some some beef. Yeah. And I do I do pay attention to that when they play. It's fun watching them go at it.
2: Big but,
0: time. Yeah, but so in that game Embiid did finish with 24 points and 8 rebounds in only 29 minutes. So
2: Very I mean, good performance.
0: Yeah, that was, and very efficient, if I would say so. And then on the Next, the very next day, the fourth of April, the Sixers played the Grizzlies, but they lost that game, one sixteen to one hundred. Joel Embiid did not play this game, which makes sense to me. I want to play it cautious with them, rest them on the back-to-back games, but. During this game, the Sixers announcers, Mark Zumoff and Ala, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to butcher you on radio right now. So uh, they they were getting annoyed with uh, Dylan Brooks. He kept, like, celebrating after each basket. And, like, I could just hear it in, especially Ala's voice. is like, oh, my God, what are you doing, guy? Like, get out of here. Like, like, these are not. But it, in this game, I found out that Danny Green leads the league in corner threes. That's a pretty
1: absurd that but i will say like danny green has never gotten the respect he deserves and i'm talking about all the way back to the spurs days they didn't have won some of those yeah no
0: yeah no for sure i he was i thought he was like the one of the key contributors there i definitely give him respect because i know what he can do i mean recently he hasn't been as good recently but before with those spurs years he was good he was so
1: good so I think he was a, a great addition to this team. I know I know the Sixers got a lot of heat for it, obviously. He mm-hmm. missed that big three. He didn't play particularly well in the playoffs. You know, I really don't care. People have a bad 20 games sometimes, okay? Mm-hmm. He's, he's old. He's playing great this season. I, I, I love the move.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't like it when he starts. He plays like 29 minutes and he only puts up five points, but... Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that does get that does get to me. So, at halftime this game it was fifty two to forty two Grizzlies, and then like yeah, the rest of the way the Grizzlies just dominated this game one sixteen to one hundred. And this is according to ESPN, Grayson Allen he had eleven of his fifteen points during the third quarter, where that's where the Grizzlies just took over and pulled away.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Grayson Allen he was the guy from Duke that got a lot of heat for tripping that one guy, right?
1: Yeah, and then he brought that tripping right right into the NBA. I think he's done it two or three times.
0: Oh, oh, oh I thought he would get it together, but I guess not. Well, we'll I mean, he's still got a home, so I mean, that's what it is.
1: I think it's funny, like with the whole Grayson Allen thing, because in a lot of people's eyes, in like an NBA version, he is like the definition of like the privileged white guy. Like, yeah, went to Duke. <laughs> Super cocky, doesn't always really play by the rules. Like a lot of people hate this man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, I get that too. I I understand, but I'm sure there's some. There's gotta be some people that want him to succeed, right? Not everyone hates. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I mean, you you gotta
0: have people in your corner. Yeah, for sure. So I just want to say, remind everyone you're listening to 90.3 WSS East Strasburg University, East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. So the next topic. Is that the Bucks and the point guard Drew Holiday? They agreed to a four-year max extension worth up to 160 million dollars. Good for Drew Holiday, finally getting secure in the bag.
1: Absolutely, yeah. good for that whole Bucks organization. Now, now Giannis knows that he's going to have his his you know running mate right next to him mm-hmm. for the future. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people. Uh, they think it was definitely an overpay. He's not worth that extension, but. Um I definitely think he is. Um, oh, I, I think, think he is. is I'll tell defender. you right now.
0: As a Sixers fan, I definitely think he is. When he when Drew Holiday was on the Sixers, I was a big fan of him then. He had yeah. he had good he put up good numbers if if the Bucks can get that in one or two of these years then they'd, I'm, they I'm I have no problem
1: with. because of that move. So, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of it. Sometimes if you want to keep a championship core together and you want to truly compete, sometimes you got to spend a little bit more than you're comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's more important, the money or winning? I think a easy. lot would say winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe a lot of owners would be like, "Oh, but that money." I don't know. Exactly. So
1: I think they recognize they have a championship window and and they're gonna fully go for it.
0: Yeah, I like that. Shows they're committing to Giannis. Maybe he'll stay. Oh, yeah. He'll end he up staying. Have so that should be good. So, all right. Then on uh, Monday, April 5th, the Harden, I'm pretty sure he would, he was, uh, where was it coming from? He was, he returned for the Nets, but it was only for like f- a few minutes and then they had to, to take him out because he was, he had like hamstring tightness in the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure he was like, they were getting ready to have him suit up for the game. And then uh, that they like, um where is it? They said he was not gonna be on a minutes restriction. Yeah, he would not be on a minutes restriction, and the team would just monitor him throughout the night. So it seemed like he was gonna be back and ready to go. But as it says here, Nash, he said that the the pregame and post game that the imaging on Harden's hamstring did not reveal structural damage. So at least that's good. But yeah, who knows how long absolutely. this will linger. So then as we already mentioned that the Nets are dealing with a bunch of injuries, so like they got Like they're they were during that game they're out. Blake Griffin was out with injury maintenance. I'm not sure if he's like really dealing with something or if they're just trying to rest him because it doesn't give me a specific. It just says injury maintenance. Do you know? I
1: think they're just having him rest up.
0: Gotcha. But then Kevin Durant he's got his hamstring sprain or strain, and Tyler Johnson's knee soreness, and Landry Shamit with his ankle sprain. So they got some issues, but. If they get healthy for the playoffs, it's gonna be scary.
1: I think that's what they're thinking. Um, I think they're making sure by any means they will have everyone healthy by the time the playoffs roll around.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So then all right, we're we'll just go we'll go right to the standings here. So in the East, I mean I, I don't know. I'm who would you say right now, well, if you're looking at the East standings, you're surprised. I mean, I'm gonna go with the hornets, that's because they're usually near the bottom, and they're at four right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few teams. You Um, say the Hawks, maybe? Yeah, the Hornets and the Hawks would be at the top for me. Um, Very impressed with how they've done, especially when you look at how uh, the Hawks started. I mean, they were miserable, they were down, they they looked defeated. And then they fired their head coach, promoted Nate McMillan, Mm -hmm. and they won eight straight games and completely turned it around, so... Uh, definitely a testament to coaching there and how things can change pretty quickly with the right guy. But um, I don't know if it's extremely sustainable, but um, we'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Horn- Hornets and Hawks. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got to say, um, man, the Raptors. They for, are for bad reasons. Bad yeah. <laughs> they are a bad team. Like, there's no way around it. This team doesn't know how to win. So I feel bad for them. Like, Mm-hmm. They're so bad this year. They're did you 12 see games under five
0: hundred? Yeah. Did you see when on? Uh, I think it was Norman Powell. He was the one who got traded, right? When he came back and pl- when the Blazers played the Raptors, and he dunked on, like he just dunked and stared down the the Raptors bench. Did you uh-huh. see that? that? That was good. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. I forget who who was a Van Vliet. He was like, I don't know why he's staring us down or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But then I guess my other surprise would be that the Knicks are in the eighth seed.
1: I was going to say that, but at the same time, like I think seedings this year are kind of being taken for granted. Oh, I yeah, because of they, the playing. Two games under 500.
0: Mm-hmm. And the playing. They're
1: really not doing good, but obviously they are definitely somehow still doing better than what most people expected, including myself. So I agree, got to give, give some credit there, but. Yeah, they're definitely playing better than I could have ever thought.
0: Mm-hmm. So the the Nets they're in first at thirty six and sixteen, and the Sixers are in second at thirty five and sixteen. So it's just a half game back, and then the Bucks are in third, but they're three and a half back from the Nets. So it, I I guess really the Bucks are the next threat for the Sixers in my opinion mm-hmm. right now. But I'm hoping the Sixers will keep fighting for that first seat. So then in the West, definitely. I'm i I'm surprised the Jazz have only lost two games at home.
1: Yeah, when I look at that. They're playing amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Eight and two in the last ten. They're 39 and 13 overall. But then the Suns are a def, a nice surprise in second at 36 and 15. They're also eight and two in their last ten. They, they got, yeah, I
1: couldn't agree more. Everything. Some, some them. They're playing terrific. Very happy for them.
0: Yeah, no oh, doubt. Yeah, do you think Ooh, Do you think the Suns are going to stay in that two? They got a two-game lead on the Clippers, who are in third at 35-18. and 18. Do you think the Suns are going to hold on to that two spot, or do you think the Nuggets are also on a charge as well? They've won seven in a row.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think the Suns will stay in the 2 seed. I, I think they slipped at three or four, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even five, depending on where LeBron comes back, uh, even though they're four and a half games back from the Suns. It's just obviously the LeBron effect, but yeah, um, <laughs> I could definitely see them slipping to four, especially since the Nuggets got Aaron Gordon at the trade deadline. Um, I do see them winning a lot of games to finish up this regular season.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess, uh, what about what, for the eighth seed? What do you think is going to happen with the eighth seed? I can, I could see. I think it's definitely a fight between the Grizzlies, the Spurs, and I guess you could throw the Warriors in there. I'll say those I, three teams are going to battle. Gut, but there's the plan. My gut
1: tells me the Warriors are going to sneak in there. That's what I think.
0: Your gut tells you that?
1: Even though they're the, they're the furthest team back of, mm-hmm. of those three teams mentioned, I, I I definitely think they will find their way into the playoffs. Steph Curry's playing at an MVP level. Um, yeah. I, I think they will find a way to get their win.
0: Oh, no, yeah, for sure. And then um, what's it called on? Oh, where is it? Um... uh, this was on Tuesday the 6th when it was the Bucks versus the Warriors Curry dropped 41 points and then they won that game it was 122 to 121 but Giannis was out of that game so Mm -hmm. you can can say oh well they didn't have their best player but yeah I mean
1: I guess for another surprising team
0: mm -hmm. it might
1: not look like it but I would have to say the Thunder being the 13th seed only 12 games under 500 they traded away every single person on their team outside of Shea Gilgis-Alexander that someone could call a valuable asset, Uh I thought they were going to maybe have potentially the worst NBA season ever. They had nothing. And they have had mild success somehow. I thought they were eschewing to to be the worst team in the league this year. and They came out and really showed, like, you know, we're passionate. You know, we're we're trying to fight for something. Yeah. They're the 13th seed, but they're better than, like, uh, record-wise, five other teams. I'm very happy for them.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I-, I saw the one post that was like, Russell Westbrook may have le- left Oklahoma City, but his drip is still lives on. It shows the one guy, I forget his name. I can't pronounce his name, but he's got this outrageous shirt with a bunch of colors on. some Westbrook would dress up in <laughs> to me. And I was like, wow, that's that's good. That was good. But that was good. So, uh, and then I guess... All right. We want to look at who's, who would you say recently has been? Oh, here, here's the guy's name, Alexei Pokyusevsky. I don't. I've definitely pronounced that wrong. I can't. I can't pronounce it. Uh, uh, he plays center for the Thunder. If that helps. Okay. Anyone wants to, if anyone wants to identify, I just can't. Alexei. I just, I can. His first name is about all I can get out of I him. Mean, I'd really have to practice that one, but. He's doing the best in the past five games points per game wise. He's averaging sixteen point four points per game. So and OKC's got yeah, another I mean, player on here, Theo Maladon. So I guess maybe there yeah. there you go. That's maybe why they're only twelve games under five hundred. They got some people that are playing well right now.
1: Yeah, they've definitely gotten valuable contributions from guys who you would not label valuable players.
0: hmm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Bradley Beal still leads the league in points per game at thirty one point two. No, I don't, no one's gonna catch him. Yeah. No one else so. is even at thirty points per game. Pretty sure two weeks ago Durant was up there, but no one else is there. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: we'll see how it goes. And then right now, like team leaders in points per game, the Nets are averaging one hundred nineteen points per game. The Sixers aren't even on the top five list, and so that's a little concerning for me, but. It's I don't know. Would you say the league's definitely scoring more points than they used to now?
1: Oh yeah, not like even remotely the average close. Points,
0: okay, yeah. Like I
1: between the the three ball being so important, the mm-hmm. pace of play being through the roof. There's more. There's way more possessions per game for each team than ever before, and guys are guys are getting fouled like crazy. There's stupid foul calls, soft foul calls, threes. Getting drained left and right. Uh, you rarely see a game in nowadays with yeah. both teams go under a hundred. Which I remember back in the day, a team would put up like a hundred five points. I'd be like, "Wow, they put up a lot of points that Yeah,
0: game. but now <laughs> teams are putting up one twenty, like yeah. one thirty. Put up one
1: hundred five, and I go, "Oh, so that? That's a normal game."
0: Yeah, and that's yeah, another day. And then so all right. Oh, whoop! Let me go here. Who do you think's the best rebounder in the league? Uh, oh.
1: I would probably have to say um, Andre Drummond, just because where he's at. like He just gets the most opportunities. He is a good rebounder. Um, he's statistically probably the greatest rebounder ever.
0: Mm-hmm. So so i I'd hate probably
1: to, have to say him.
0: I hate to burst your bubble. It's Clint Capella right now averaging 14.2 for the Hawks. Wow. Drummond's Go- not there. even on the list. Go, Go bears in second, thirteen point four. Valentunez at twelve point four for the Grizzlies. Then Cantor at eleven point six for the Blazers. And I
1: feel like Vucevic. Drummond might not be on there because he might not have hit the game minimum because the, the Cavs uh, held him out yeah. for a long time trying he- to find a suitor for him.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he might be up there and then at the end. So an assist, I mean it's I kind of figured it was going to be a battle between James Harden and Russell Westbrook for assists per game. Right okay. now, Harden's got the edge with 10.9 to Westbrook's 10.6. So I'm not too surprised about that. All right, who do you think's the best shot blocker this year? Oh, still the best shot blocker.
1: I mean, if we're, if we're removing stats, I mean, I, I think it's Rudy Gobert. I think it really holds the paint down extremely well. Mm-hmm. And then Miles Turner, just, Yep. Phenomenal shot blockers. So I would have to say those two. They're probably
0: yeah, Those are the two. Yeah, those are Miles Turner's one. Rudy Gobert's a number two. Mm-hmm. And for steals per game. Oh, why is this team? Oh, steals per game. Okay, there we go. Show <laughs> me
1: Jimmy Butler.
0: Come on. Yep. 2.0. <laughs> He's up top with 2.0. Number one. Yeah. Drew Holiday's in second with 1.8. Kawhi Leonard has a 1.7. So does Fred Van Vliet and TJ McConnell.
1: Also, just a quick little interesting tidbit that I learned the other day. Mm-hmm. There are two active players in the NBA who have more career steals than turnovers, And those two players are Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard.
0: Nice. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That stat probably... Do you think there's importance to that stat? I I see importance, but not a lot of people do. Average more steals I think it's than extremely
1: turns. important, especially since both of them have held number one roles on teams. It's not like they're just role players and they don't hold the ball so they don't get turnovers. The offense runs through these guys, so yeah. I think it's extremely impressive, especially two guys out of college who were dubbed you know, really non-offensive assets whatsoever. I mean, Jimmy Butler averaged two points his rookie year.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. So for pretty sure. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm impressed with it, too. So, all right, that's all the time I got for the Divide today. Thank you for joining me, Jake. I always appreciate when you call in, talk some Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me on again. Yeah. I appreciate
0: it. No problem, Jake. Have a good day, bro. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank Peace. you. Peace. All right, so... That was all for the show today. I'm out of time, so I'm just going to play some music as I clean up. And because DMX sadly passed away today, I, we're going to play a couple DMX songs while we clean up. So have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace.
3: Peace. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yo, get it twisted. This rap is mine. Mother it's not a game. What you heard it's what you, it's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. Listen. X-Go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X-Go deliver it to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the non-stop pop-out. a good heart that I make the mother one uh, wonder if you deal. did it And I do it again, cause yeah, I am right, so uh, I got to uh, Break bread with the enemy, no matter how many cats I break bread with I break who you sending me, deal. you mother never want to know What your I life saved, that's on a light day I'm getting down, down, like said freeze uh, But won't be the one ending up on his knees, woo. please If the on. only thing you can't steal was came out to play Stay out my way, mother we <laughs> gonna rock He gon' give it to your X gon' give it to you He gon' give it to you. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall. then we let it pop, don't let it go. X gon' give it to you he gon' give it to you. X gon' give, give it to you he gon' give it to Ain't never gave nothing to me, but every time I turn around, cats got their hands out wanting some from me. I ain't got it, so you can't get it. Let's leave it at that, cause I ain't with it. Hit it with full strength. I'm a jelly, so I face the world like a you against me, me against you, whatever, whenever uh, the f- you gon' do, I'm a wolf and she's clothing, uh, only n- that you know, you can chill, come back and get the streets open, I've been doing this for 19 years, wanna fight me, fight these tears, I put in work and it's all for the kids, but these cats done forgot what work is, they don't know who we be looking, but they don't know who they see, first we gonna fight, Give them love and they give it back. Joke too much for too long. What? Don't give up, you're too strong. What? Love to the wild, wild hunters. Yeah. Shout out to that, done it. Come on. And it ain't even about the dough, it's about getting uh. Everybody come out, when the body burn out, send in the shut out, I'ma keep it out. Running his mouth, I'ma blow his gun out. Listen, what? He's about to be missing. You know who gon' find you? The oh. mo man fishing. Grandma wishing your soul's rest. But it's hard to digest with the size of the hole in your chest. Y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here.
4: Let's begin now. 360. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around, the ups and downs, you know, I, I just
5: said, look. hot tip sticks see i'm headed that way from cuz the cooking
4: i got to Your cherry M3 bang every MC Take that. easily. Take, that. Easily. Take that. recently, uh-huh. front ain't saying nothing, mm-hmm. so I just speak my peace, keep on my peace, Cubans with the Jesus peace, with you. my peace, packing, asking who
5: want it, Devoin, it, it, that Brooklyn, we, we own. on it. Biggie, biggie,
4: can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. Guess it's why they're broken, you're so thin. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. I guess it's why they're broken, you're so I put the NY onto DKNY. Uh-huh. Miami, D.C., prefer Versace. That's mm-hmm. okay. All finis. Though no, it's Mosquito, every cutie with the booty for the coochie. Now he's the real dookie. And who's really the b***h, Rod? Frank White push six on cool. the Lexus LX four and a half, bulletproof glass tips. If I want some, <laughs> gon' blast sauce Ask questions last. That's how most of these so-called gangsters pass. Bye-bye. At last, a <laughs> <rapping about laughs> broads, and broad, Menage a some <laughs> It's an expensive car, but still leave you on the pavement. Condo paid for, uh-huh. no car payment uh-uh. At my arrangement. No for the cleaners, the daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement. Face it, not guilty. That's how I stay true, richer than rich. So you come and get more. Biggie, can't you see? Sometimes your words is hypnotize me. and I just love your flashy ways. Guess it's why they're broken. You're so biggie, biggie, biggie. can't you
5: see? Sometimes your words is hypnotize me. and I just love your flashy ways. Guess it's why they're broken. You're so uh-huh. I can feel you. With real millionaires.
4: Okay. That's cargo, my cargo. Mm-hmm. 160, on. swiftly. Wreck by your new one. The crew run, run, run. You crew, crew run, 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 run. I know you sick of this name brand. With flows, girl, stay heat, sweet like Nick mm-hmm. So get with this. It's easy. Uh-huh. Girlfriend, here's a bitch homie round 10, come through have rough on rubs, that's Persian. come up to your job, hit you while you're working for certain, pop a freaking not speaking, leave that freaking like rapper Demo, tell them take their clothes off slowly, kill them with the force like COVID, black like, like COVID, watch me throw like woman lucky they don't owe me, where to say show me, homie. Hey, homie, homie biggie, 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 can't you see sometimes your words just hypnotize me and I just love your flashy
5: ways, I guess that's what Broken your so uh-huh. Can't you see? Sometimes your words is hypnotizing mm-hmm. And I just love your flashy ways up. Uh-huh. Yes, it's why they're broken your so bigby, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words is hypnotizing And I just love your flashy ways up. Yes, it's why they're broken your so uh-huh. bigby, 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 Can't you see? Sometimes your words is hypnotizing And I just love your